it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Above the Ring. I'm your host, Sam the SLB. Alongside me today is always the man behind the Twitter, the other half of this operation. It is Scott. Hey, buddy. How's it been? Uh, it's, uh, it's been good, Sam. It's been good. So right now, guys, we, we will not have video for this episode because uh, we're currently, um, well, we're, we have something going on that is more rare than the next Omega Okada match. Scott and I are in person together. For only the second time on back, this podcast. Back in the flesh, too. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, just, to, just a reminder, folks, if you don't already do so, please make sure you check out Raw Review and SmackDown Study. That drops on Tuesdays and Saturdays, respectively. Uh, except there was no SmackDown Study last night. Scott and I, we took a little trip. Took a little trip to Tewksbury, Massachusetts. We did. Went to go see some local independent wrestling. Um, the first time, I think... Well, for me, since before the pandemic started, and I believe for Sam, this was his first time going to a local indie show. This was. I've never been. Um, I was super excited, especially since we went to go see Chaotic. Chaotic, who I might arguably say might be the one of the larger independent promotions in the Northeast. Correct. Um, north of New York. Um, we got to see... a. Solid, solid card. Solid, solid show. You know, their champion currently is Davian. You know, our first uh, and only interviewee uh, from the professional wrestling world. Um, so off the bat, let's talk about our tickets, Scott. <laughs> let's talk about the seating. Uh, so when I went to buy these tickets, uh, they have their setup where they have like their front row and then their VIP tickets like for second and third row and then their general admission. So. I was a little slow off the get-up, so I wasn't able to get front row tickets, so I ended up getting the VIPs for second or third row. So I'm like, ah, that's not going to be too bad. Should be pretty good seating. We'll see you know, when we get there. So not only did we have great seats, but our tickets were right next to the ramp and the entranceway. So we saw everything, and the funny part of it was we were on the hard cam side, so... If you guys watch this on Twitch, and I highly recommend you go on Twitch uh, under Chaotic Wrestling, and you will see our smiling faces for this entire, entire episode. Yes, yeah, so the name of the episode is called uh, Haunting in Tewksbury. Definitely worth watching. They had such, they had quite a card. Um, we got to see some really, 
really exciting matches. First and foremost, we can see two Impact stars. I didn't realize AC Romero is an active chaotic wrestling, not just a guy who's booked with the promotion. Um, that was cool. You know, he's a member of Triple XL on Impact Wrestling. Mm -hmm. We also got to see, and I got to shake his hand after. I should have grabbed a photo. Is the inevitable Ace Austin? Man, you know, sometimes when you watch him on TV, he's a dick. I mean, he was a dick here too. <laughs> Yo, great in character, but boy, he has the talent. And that reminds me why he was probably signed with them in the first place. Yeah. Um, we got to see some cool, a um, lot of intergender stuff. So I know Impact, they, they do it. Like, it's been a little more frequently, but this, I think there was like two or three intergender matches on this card. There was, there was. Uh, our uh, the main event for the mat uh, for the show was for the Chaotic Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, uh, which Davian is the champion. She was challenged by the alternative Anthony Green. Uh, for those of you who watched NXT and Two Hundred Five Live, he was August Gray, so he's still doing big things in the Indies. Uh, Chaotic Wrestling's Panoptic Champion Becca took on JT Dunn, who is another fantastic independent wrestler. He's recently been on AEW Dark and Dark Elevation, I believe, as well. Um, and then our third intergender, I don't remember. It was Shannon yes. taking on Aaron Rourke. What the heck? Uh, Shannon? Yes, Aaron Rourke, yes. Yeah. That was a fun match, too. Uh, Shannon apparently is a up-and-comer from the New England, what was it, wrestling... Of course, now the name the name escapes me, but the big wrestling school here in in New England, she's a fresh star out of that, and she she did real well. No, she did. She yeah. did. Um, it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, oh, of course, I think my highlight. Um, we had a match between. Oh, it was the faction? I'm looking right at him right now. Armani Chaos. I hope I pronounced that right. I'm gonna get smacked if I don't. <laughs> Taking on Bobby Orlando. Yes. Oh, High Society. High that, Society, that's yeah. That's the name of that faction, yeah. Yeah, High Society. Taking on Bobby Orlando, who came out with Bobby Jr., his goat. <laughs> he is the goatest wrestler of all time. That, yeah, that was a lot of fun. That high energy, like, everybody on this card knows how to sell. And it just makes everything that much more enjoyable. Yeah, they... There was that's that's one of my things is I'm watching people as they wrestle, even in even in WWE when you're that high up, they do, some of them sell, but not all of them. Not all of them are Johnny Gargano, right? Or right? Dolph Ziggler. Or Dolph Ziggler. I like to use the especially Johnny. You know, I don't think there's a match on an NXT Takeover pay per view where I'm like, oh my god, he's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> oh my, is he? He's. He's like. Damn it, Johnny! You've done it again. Yep. And there was a lot of wrestlers here. I I almost felt that they they knew how to sell. They put on a great show. I mean, some of the some of the best wrestling I think I might have seen. You know, especially when you're an independent. They they have a school. They have a school that really what they're doing works. What they're doing works. And something I told Scott when we were coming here, uh, coming back last night, is people definitely need to not forget where they came from. Right. Absolutely. Um, you know, I don't know. It was fun. It was fun. I would do it again. We plan on doing it again. So because of that, we missed, we didn't tweet Rampage, but we will be talking about it because we watched it last night. Um, 
speaking of other things that had happened uh, this week, MLW Fightland, I believe, was it Fightland? I believe it was Fightland. I don't know if this is the show that's on Vice. Yeah. Yep, on Vice happened this week. MLW has a new champion. Alex Hammerstone defeated J Jacob Fatu to, to you know end his historic reign, and that's uh, an ad for AAA. Um, <laughs> not not that AAA, the you know the car, you know, you know, just just so you guys understand what's going on here. Uh, so I'm curious because they've been every time I think MLW, Alex Hammerstone is always the name that always comes to mind because mm. like one of the first a couple episodes I've ever seen with him. Or of MLW is like he's like one of the main focuses, so I think I want to check this out. I'm gonna watch it. Um, it's not gonna be like Lucha Underground, where it's gonna take me forever. I'll definitely watch it sometime this week. <laughs> Finally, uh, I want to quickly go over what's going on over in good old Japan. The G1 uh, Climax tournament kicking off on the 18th. We're actually gonna have two weeks left. I um, want to quickly find some of the results we have going on here. Where are we? We are night 14. Oh, my God. No. So, night 13 happened last night for the A block. So, Suzuki Goon, El Desperado, and Yoshimino Ken Kenemaru defeated, uh, looks like two people out of the um, the Young Lions. Tomohori Ishii defeated Hiromu Takahashi. Kenta defeated Zack Sabre Jr. Toriyano defeated Yoshi Takahashi by countout. Shingo Takage defeated Tangaloa. Kota Ibushi defeated the Great Okan. So I want to look at, quickly, A block in order. Uh, Kota Ibushi is on top with 12. Zack Sabre Jr. is second. Tied with Kenta and Shingo Takage with 10. Great Okan, Tomohori Ishii, Toriyano, you know, tied for 8 with 8. Yoju Takahashi and Tanga Lowell with four. And Tetsuya Naito withdrew. How the hell does that work? He sustained a knee injury with his first match with Zack Sabre Jr., which caused him to withdraw. So he forfeited the rest of his matches. So how does that work? I would assume that they all get whoever face him would get an automatic win. Clever. Which makes sense, because if you look at the scoreboards... Interesting. Interesting. So then we have B block. We got Jeff Cobb and Kazuchika Okada. My man. Right. Uh, tied for first with 12. We have Evil with 10. Hiroshi Tanahashi with 6. Sanada Taichi, Yoshihashi, Hiro Hiroki Goto tied with 4. And Tamatanga and Chase Owens tied with 2. I need to go back. I need to check out some of these matches. I think we looked at some of these the first day. And I almost like had an aneurysm. <laughs> Don't choke on that Arnold Palmer. <laughs> um, but as we know, the winner of this main event's the Tokyo Dome, night one. I'm watching closely. Tokyo Dome is less than three months away, Scott. Oh my God. Where is this year gone, by the way? I feel like it was, yesterday it was March of 2020. <laughs> And all of a sudden, 2020 felt like it lasted a decade. And 2021 feels like it's been a month. <laughs> yeah, no, I will... 
uh, it's been a long two weeks. I'll say that. Mm. Um, but oh man, 2022 is looking promising. We got a lot of shit look in the books that we're looking forward to. Very true, sir. Very true. Um, speaking of events coming up, um, as of this moment, I haven't seen anything change. But we're supposed to be in Boston. Or I'm at least supposed to be in Boston for uh, Dynamite on the 27th, I believe. We got that right. We're up October 27th. The night before, you know, the Dynamite before Halloween. So I'm kind of curious what's going to happen there. They haven't even mentioned it. That's what's weird. They keep mentioning shows around that period, but they never mention the Boston show. So, Scott, come here. I will give you the mouse. We'll hop right into our weekly shit. Here we go. Kick it off with NXT's results. Good old NXT. So, our first match of the night. Ember Moon taking on Mandy Rose with Toxic Attraction. Now, needless to say, fantastic match. I love what Mandy's doing in NXT. Like, the whole look. Everything she's doing with Toxic Attraction. And this match was, I would probably say, maybe one of her better ones that she's had. Hmm. Taking out and actually defeating Ember Moon, who has been on probably one of the Longest losing streaks of her career. Ever since uh, she came back and she lost her title shot, it's just been losses ever since. She's lost her tag team partner, and every match she's had since then, it's been losses. Uh, so something's got to change for her. I don't know what it's going to be. It's going to be a drastic change in look, if it's going to be a drastic change in style. I don't know, but... I'm, I'm curious to see what happens with Ember, but Toxic Attraction seems to be on the way to, uh, at some point, I believe that they'll capture all the women's gold that's in NXT. After that, we had LA Knight and Odyssey Jones. This was, this was a pretty good match as well. Um, LA Knight ended up getting the win. Um, but I believe, yes, this was due to interference from Andre Chase, who has been having a pretty hilarious feud with Odyssey Jones. Um, I really enjoy Andre Chase's character here. Um, like, uh, like I mentioned last time, it's, it's, it's like a cross between, uh, Chris Nowinski and, uh, Trying to think of who else. See, I had it, and now I lost it. But, yeah, that's just how this works. <laughs> <laughs> so I would get kicked out of Andre uh, University. That's just that's just how this works. It's just, I'm, I'm, I'm terrible. It's just end of story. Um, but the match itself was, was pretty good. Obviously, Knight getting the win because of Andre. Uh, continuing uh, LA Knight's way back up the card. And Odyssey Jones and... Andre Chase, I'm sure, will have their blow-off match at some point as well pretty soon. We ended up then having Tommaso Ciampa come out, basically making an open challenge, essentially. And he was quickly answered by uh, by Braun Breaker. And Braun Breaker challenged Tommaso Ciampa for a match at Halloween Havoc. And I have to say, I love the fact that NXT continues to bring back these old WWF and WCW pay-per-views and making it their own. Um, Halloween Havoc was always one of my favorites in WCW, so I'm glad to see it returning. And this match 
is going to be huge. I have a feeling that this will be Braun's way of taking the title. And I don't know what this means for Tommaso afterwards, but the way they're building up Braun Breaker right now, I, I don't see him losing this match at all. <laughs> we then had everybody's favorite, and I say that with quotation marks, um, Joe Gacy taking on Ika Minjiro and Gacy getting the win. Which I'm not all that surprised with because from what I've been reading, WWE officials are very happy with what Joe Gacy's been doing. Um, it saddens me a little bit because if you just kind of look at his mannerisms and how he acts, he reminds me a lot of Kevin Owens. And that saddens me because KO's contract is coming up pretty soon so they can essentially let him go and Joe Gacy can just slide into that role. Um, although, if he slides into that role, it's going to be with a very, very uh, high amount of wokeness. And I don't know how, uh, how well people are going to enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after that, we had Frankie Monet taking on the debuting Cora Jade. With Cora Jade actually getting the upset victory here. Um, I didn't know what to expect... I know that they've been they've been pushing Cora Jade um, through her vignettes and obviously her her backstage romance with her real life boyfriend Trey Baxter, but going against somebody at the stature of Frankie Monet, it, it kind of made me feel that maybe Jade would have her best, you know, give her best, but Frankie would shut her down. But no, that wasn't the case. Jade ended up getting the victory and a very shocked Frankie Monet after the match, but. This, this does two things. This makes Jade immediately, I would say, a contender. Um, but, of course, Frank will probably turn around and make this look like a fluke. We might have probably a couple rematches down the road. Um, but right now, things are looking high for Cora Jade. And then after that, Pete Dunne with Ridge Holland before he disappears off to the main roster, taking on Camograph. <laughs> uh, with Pete Dunne getting the victory, uh, they did have a brawl at, or during and after the match with Kyle O'Reilly. Um, after the match was overdone and Ridge Holland were beaten up on Kyle O'Reilly before Von Wagner came out to help him. Now, obviously, we know Kyle O'Reilly has his trust issues, mm-hmm. and I believe that is undisputed. Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, but with Von there... Vaughn's kind of making his, you know, like, I got your back, Kyle. You know, you can you can trust some people. So we'll see what happens there. We had the debut. And this man is already so over, and he hadn't even stepped in between the ropes yet. Tony D'Angelo. Taking on Malik Blade and Tony D'Angelo picking up the big victory. The match wasn't exactly the, the best. It wasn't a clinic, but the crowd... It just is in love with Tony D'Angelo already. So is the internet. So am I. I just I just finished watching The Sopranos, so this for me is just a full extension from it. And it's just it's yeah, I'm already I'm already hooked. I love it. <laughs> uh, after that, we had me uh, sorry Mei Ying taking on Indy Hartwell, with Hartwell getting the win. And then, let's see. 
Raquel Gonzalez having yet another interaction with Toxic Attraction. We're getting a lot of Toxic Attraction this episode, which, you know, I'm not going to really complain about. I, too, am attracted <laughs> to toxic people. <laughs> Seems to be our thing, Sam. Yeah. It's the one thing that's our thing. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, but before Toxic Attraction could attack Gonzalez, she does end up getting some help from Io Shirai and Zoe Stark. So the champions taking on the challengers, I'm assuming it's some six-woman tag at some point. But also, like I mentioned earlier, this could be that moment where... Toxic Attraction takes all the titles. All those women titles. It would not surprise me whatsoever. And then our main event was an NXT Tag Team Title Elimination Match. MSK taking on Briggs and Jensen, taking on the Grizzled Young Veterans, taking on Mello and Trick Williams. Absolutely outstanding match. Definitely the highlight of the night. Uh, with MSK actually retaining the titles defeating Briggs and Jensen last, which I actually honestly did not expect. Um, I do feel bad for Grizzled Young Veterans because, yet again, they are denied the championships. But MSK as champions right now for NXT is the best option. Um, overall, show was good. Um, unfortunately, the ratings didn't seem to to go with that, but... I enjoyed the show. Yeah, I know for I know for a fact. I know the network's not too happy, but they think it might be a flub somewhere down the road. Uh, they might maybe pop back up as they're changing and you know trying to attract the younger demographic. Even though that's the demographic that's going down. That's the one that's going down, and the older demographic I think went up. Yeah. So. We'll see. I don't know. Let's talk about shows that have a million views, though. Yes, sir. A million on the Nielsen ratings, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Wednesday. Sir. Two things. Well, first and foremost, this is our last Dynamite for the next couple weeks since the NHL has kicked its season off. We will be having Saturday Night Dynamites. We will be tweeting both of those episodes. Guys, looking forward to it. We'll be recording on Sundays, dropping on Mondays. It doesn't change our schedule except for the tweeting schedule. Right. Just a heads up. That being said, Scott, two years of Dynamite. I know. I can't believe it. It's just, it seems like only yesterday we were doing All In. And now it's like... Two years of dynamite, and they're still going strong. They are. I just, I'm, I, I like to think back and just remember they're not going to, and yeah, two years really isn't long. I mean, how long was, I know WCW, Jim Crockett Promotions, whatever you want to call it, was around for a long time, but Nitro was around for six years. Yep. Um, But this, we're at the two year mark. This is, for me, this is what I will say. I hope Dynamite lasts on a major network longer than Nitro. I do too. I think they will. I th I think they will as well. But like, it's still one of those things where you're sitting there and you're like, I want to see it. I want to see it. Yeah. And I'm just waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Um, I mean, I think at this point, I mean, the wrestling world is so abundant with promotions. Even if things didn't work out. I could see them becoming like you know you know further down the car, you know line like Impact's doing Ring of Honor. I mean there are those options out there. I don't see them going defunct. I could be wrong. You could absolutely be wrong. I mean the way they're don't going about business now, I think they're in really good shape. Um, Especially with what uh, Tony Khan taking the helmet sounds like. Right. Yeah. So I think 
you know, he's smart, he's a fan, but he's also not booking things that he just wants to see. He's booking things, you know, that the fans want to see. And interestingly enough, I was reading an interview with him about this because he goes, this is how it's been since 2019. He goes, I felt like I had to tighten up the show, this and that, da 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 which is fair. His number two man, you know who his number two man is pretty much in the writing? No. QT Marshall. No shit. Makes, makes a lot of sense with where it he... It does. That's why I like him. But anyways, second anniversary episode of Dynamite. This was a lot of fun. We kicked it off with the Elite taking on Jurassic Express, Brian Danielson, and Christian Cage. You know, we see a lot of these in Dynamite. But this was probably one of the best. Yes. Especially, especially when it came down to Brian and Kenny. You just, the crowd wants it so yep. bad. So bad. And they can put on... Look, I'm going to say this again. There's a reason why this a lot of this talent does get signed over to WWE. At one, or at one point they did. There's a reason why he ended up over there. Not just his charisma, but also his in-ring ability. Yes. He might be one of the most successful technical wrestlers to be on the top of the card since maybe Bret Hart. That's a statement. That is a statement, yeah. Oh, wow. I'm, yeah, you know, I, 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 I will agree with that. That's, yeah, I, I wasn't thinking Brett, but yeah, that does, make, that does make a lot of sense. Well, when I, think, when I think tactical wrestlers, Bret Hart has always been, he's like the, I mean, the Hart family is like the epitome of like king of tech, like, like the family That's of tactical true. wrestling. That is very true. You know, him and Owen and even, you know, um, you know, British Bulldog when he wasn't, you know, fucked up. Um, even Jim Neidhart at times. A little more of a muscle, but, you know, he yeah. could. So, I would say that about Brian, but this match was great. This was a lot of fun. Um, I know a lot of, I know the, uh, some pe some people I was talking to were upset because, oh, yeah, you know, Danielson gets a loss in a tag man against the BT, you know, against the Super Elite. It go, it's all storytelling. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Wins I mean, wins and losses in AEW do matter, but when it's in, you know, an eight-man tag, it, that really doesn't take away from, you know, what's going on here. Look, I will, I will put this in the most hurtful way possible, Scott. We had Tom Brady for 20 years, and we were the most dominant team in football. That's very true. And then we lose him, and now we're like one, one and three. Yeah. So, with that being said, you know, I thought it was cool when they ended with a four-man BTE trigger to get the win. Following that, we had a Sammy Guevara defending the title for the first time against another undisputed uh, talent, Bobby Fish, who is now all elite, my friend. Yes, sir. We now have one half of the undisputed era here. That is true. That is true. So who's next? I, I would I would argue Roderick Strong at this point. Because Kyle's, Kyle's towards the top of the card. Roddy's kind of like... Well, Roddy's the current NXT Cruiserweight champion. Uh, and he's leading the Diamond Mind, who actually has been doing pretty well. I would, uh, I would honestly argue that it might be Kyle O'Reilly would be the next one to leave. Interesting, interesting. I mean, he's been. It's weird. He's been like a main event star, but he hasn't really been in the main event recently. Like, yeah. like when he's. What I'm saying is, when he's involved, when he's on the show, he's in the main event. Yeah. I don't know. There's something about WWE's version of Kyle O'Reilly that just does not stick with me. Like, I don't. I don't know. I just. 
he's too much of a good guy. Like not a, so not so much that, but it just it doesn't resonate with me at all. Like I feel like I'm completely lost. Like when he was part of Undisputed Era, it worked, but I think obviously that was mostly because of Adam Cole, baby. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe if he because when I used to watch Colin Rally in Ring of Honor, he was ridiculous and it was wonderful to watch. But there's just something about his singles WWE run that just is not clicking. Yeah. So if he is to release, well, to leave, and if he does show up in AEW, I can only hope that he'll go back to um, his Ring of Honor days. Also, I don't know if you caught this. Bobby Fish, when he made his entrance, was his old Ring of Honor theme song. No, I did not. I recognized the song, and I was like, "Wait, why does this sound familiar?" And it was actually our good buddy Mark that mentioned it to me. He's like, that was his old ROH theme. I was like, oh my God, that's crazy. So if Kyle O'Reilly comes back, do we get a reunion of Red Dragon? I mean, I, I don't see why not. That would be absolutely amazing. <laughs> but my question now, which by the way, we're getting to off topic. I thought this match was fun. It was great to see Bobby Fish. Mm. He was, he, he, I mean, he's never he looked, looked... He looked a lot better here than he has in the last few months of his NXT run. Yes, exactly. He, he looked great, and Sammy obviously retained. Um, let me ask you something. Now, we're, we're, we're on the topic. Let's hypothetically say Kyle O'Reilly leaves, released, whatever. Let's hypothetically say that Roddy gets released. Do you somehow reunite that faction in AEW under a different name? You could. I, but would you? After After Adam Cole systematically destroys the elite from within, yes, I could see it happen. And I think that the elite would try to pick up the pieces and try to exact revenge on Adam Cole, and then here comes Bobby Fish, here comes Kyle O'Reilly, here comes Roddy, and there you go. I don't know what they'd be able to call themselves, because it's really kind of hard to top Undisputed Era. But, I don't know. I think it would be a pretty awesome sight to see Undisputed on one end and the Elite on the other. Oh my god. <laughs> We're fantasy booking again. Yep. That's what we do. So let's talk about uh, this next match. Um, this is an interesting one. Uh, Darby Allen taking on Nick Camarado. Nick Camarado, who I don't think we get to see a lot of. Um, Allen got the win here. This was alright. This was... It almost felt like a squash mm. for a bigger guy, which was weird. Yeah. Um, but I think Nick, Nick, we need to see more Nick. I think he has a lot of potential. Um, I don't know how much longer QT's faction, you know, faction, what was, is it? The, no, the, the fa factory. The factory, yeah. Which I liked initially, and they just haven't done anything. <laughs> Maybe we're not watching Dark and Elevation. Yeah, I think they're mostly on there now from what I've been trying to catch the, the results while Rampage is going. I see them wrestling a lot on Dark and Dark Elevation, so... At some point, we really do need to jump on that. Yeah, we <laughs> do, we do. This was an interesting... So let's start off with... We had... First and foremost, we have a new belt. We do. Starting off... What, when, when are we getting this belt? Beginning of the year, I think, they said? Yes, uh, they're going to be doing a tournament, and Sam, you know how much I love my tournaments. Yep, just like you like your factions. That's true, see? Yeah, it's, this, this just works. Yes, there will be a tournament to determine your first ever TBS champion, which is the women's division's secondary title. Now, I, I do like the fact that the women are getting a secondary title because I don't believe any other 
promotion has a secondary title for the women's division. The unfortunate part about this is the font that they use for this title. If you look at it kind of quickly, it looks like it says the Hose Championship. And it's sad. I hate to say that, but I didn't catch it at first. I believe, Sam, you were the one that, that caught yeah, it. Yeah, I caught it. Somebody on Tinder posted it. I was like... On Tinder? Wait a minute. Twi- Twitter. <laughs> Tinder. Wow. Wow. Okay. That took a turn. I mean, I mean, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, a host championship, you know. <laughs> so we have this TBS title, which obviously the reason it's it, it's because they're going over the turn. Um, Dynamite's going over to Turner Broadcasting on January fifth. Yeah. Yep, it's the logo. I mean, it's not the worst thing. It's not you know a big A smacked in the front of the belt. Like 30 times over. Yeah. Like, I don't know. A couple other companies do that. I don't yeah. know. But it followed up with... After that, we had Hikarushita taking on Serena Deeb. And if Hikarushita won, she was going to have her 50th, 50th win. The only talent in the promotion to do so. Yep. And I was like, well, this is kind of a given. She's going to win. No. I, I actually... I loved this so much. This was great. This was great. There was so much here where I'm just like, wow, they prepped it. To make it look like it. Because any other situation, like, well, you, you, you're 50. Yeah, that's your 50th. Yep. We're just going to, it's all ready for you. Nope. Serena's going to take you out, and she's going to clock you with that fucking little thing that they got made you. Yep. It was great. It was great. Now the question is, and I think it might be for great storytelling. I don't want to see her lose, but imagine if this is now her new storyline. She just can't get that 50th win. I think that would be a fantastic storyline. She just goes on this epic losing streak on Dynamite. Like, keep her off of Dark. Keep her off of Dark Elevation. Just have her continue to try to get that 50th victory on Dynamite and just keep losing. This was her 10th loss ever. She was 49-9. and So, I don't obviously want to see her lose, like, 20 matches, but have her lose a whole bunch... And then get to a pay-per-view. Maybe not full gear, but whatever's after full gear. Maybe revolution. Maybe even double or nothing. Maybe even double or nothing. Yeah, maybe she puts, I don't know, she could put some crazy stipulation on it. Like she, you know, she, her career or something. To get that 50th victory. I don't know. I, I, I just think it would be awesome to have that. As much as it would suck because you and I are both big Sheeta fans. Uh, to see if that turns into a, a major storyline for her. Oh, yeah. And I, you know what? Honestly, cool. She. This is the thing. She wins her 50th match. Okay. Then what? Right. She's, you know, she's wrestling. I think a good story arc would be her losing a few times, not be able to, I mean, that's what made Ken, got Kenny to where he was. That's true, yeah. Because Kenny was, like, at this point where he just couldn't win, and he was just at the bottom of the card, and this and that. And then we got the cleaner. Yeah. We got the cleaner. And now we have this, I would argue, historic reign of Kenny Omega, where they're like, oh, the Bucks are in... in you guys are so fucking talented. Yeah. You know, there's a reason the stories are going the way they are. Yep. Breathe. However, we got an incredible, incredible, incredible main event here. The Casino Ladder Match. The winner of this gets to take on Kenny Omega or the AEW Champion, whoever it might be if there's a match before that. Who knows? Um, I believe at Full Gear. Is it Full Gear? Yes, sir. And boy, what a match. What a match. We had, you know, opened up the match. Pac and Cassidy started, uh, followed by El Idolo. 
Matt Hardy comes out, then Lance Archer, then Moxley. This match is going pretty well. I'm like, okay, cool, cool, solid. And then we get to the Joker. And the way some of the stuff was worded, I was like, this has got to be some way we haven't seen before. Mm. And I thought it was for a minute. But you know what? With the execution and going back, I'm glad it was who it was. Ladies and gentlemen, the Joker. And your number one contender. He's back. Doing cowboy shit. Yeah. Hangman Adam Page. Man, and he looked great for somebody we haven't seen in months. Loved it. I, I also loved how uh, when they showed up his name, the tag was finally showed up for work. I just... Whoever does the... <laughs> The name tags for everybody. That man deserves a raise because every time he does stuff for Adam Page, it is some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's ah uh, great. I this this had me hyped. This had me hyped. And some of their main events, they almost some of the matches they they don't give him enough time. I think, but this one they give it enough time. There's enough build up. This was nuts. Yeah, this is pure bedlam, if you will. <laughs> but I love this show. This this show. Once again, topped over 1.1 million. Um, we also got to hear CM Punk again come out. I forgot who he who he addressed. Daniel Garcia. He did, yeah, going into Rampage, which we will talk about very shortly. Uh, quickly, folks, we're gonna go over our uh, Impact Wrestling card for 10/7. We are so close to Bound for Glory. It is that we are in the same month. Saturday, October 23rd, which is also a dynamite. We have conflicting schedules here, Scott. We do. Huh. We are going to have to figure out how this is going to work. Knowing Impact the way, uh, from what I've seen, their pay-per-view... Oh, I don't know. This is a pay-per-view pay-per-view? Yeah. Because I know sometimes they put their Impact Plus specials... Early. At, like, 4 o'clock. Yeah. But with this being an actual pay-per-view, yeah, that's... Well, let's see. They do have... They don't, do they have any... Christian Cage is the only talent from the roster right now who is in this pay-per-view. Correct. But with Dynamite, Christian Cage looked to have had some type of injury because he was taken out during that eight-man tag and it didn't look like it was a storyline purpose. I think he legitimately got hurt. So hopefully it's something serious. But I don't know. This match, though, with Josh Alexander um, exercising option C, always, I, I just love the option C stuff. So it's, it'll be interesting to see who wins that, if that match even happens. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm curious. I'm curious. We got to figure this out. But anyway, Bound for Glory, Las Vegas, Sam's Town Live. I don't even know how big that venue is. I'm kind of curious. Quickly. I want to know how big this place is. Do, 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 do. Sam's Town Live, because they're at. We're at the point where it's fun watching it, but also I'm starting to feel like I need my crowds back. Mm. I need my crowds back. That looks okay. That looks decent. Yeah, probably a, maybe a couple thousand. That's yeah, probably. It'll be nice to see a full crowd again. Yeah. But let's get right into it. This week on Impact, they announced the, one of Scott's favorite things, tournaments. The Knockouts Knockdown Tournament, which is actually today. Well, it's happened by the time you watch this. Listen to this. We will talk about that later. Um, And why do I got ads popping up? Ah! Sorry, my window froze, guys. Bear with me. Gotta love technology. It's always everybody's fun. 
Oh, good. It's unresponsive. Impact Wrestling. Guys, in the words of Bill O'Reilly, fuck it, we're doing it live. <laughs> That's not even the page I use. I'm always... There we go. No, that's September 23rd. Ah! Why do they never have the articles I need? Wrestling Inc. There we go. So see, this is a thing, Scott. I'm looking at this. This is why I like watching, you know, reading off the Bleacher Report. Because it gives you the full top to bottom. Very and this true. does not. Very true. Ah, it kind of does. Okay. Anyways, so we had Bullet Club... Still weird. Weird. To Chris, say that with Impact Wrestling. Uh-huh. Chris Bay, Hikuleo, and El Phantasmo taking on Finjuice, Juice Robinson, and David Finlay, and Chris Sabin. Right. Um, Which I believe... Do we have a result on that one? Bullet Club. There we go. Um, Like you said, Josh Alexander said he was going to execute, you know, option C. Heath... Ledger came back. Heath. Interesting. Well, Heath Ledger's dead. Heath oh, Slater. Heath Slater. <laughs> did I say Heath Ledger? You did. If the joke, wow. if the Joker came back, that'd be very interesting. What a what a twist. <laughs> oh, and he's tied in with what's going on with by Design now because ooh, this is interesting. Because he was Rhino's former tag team partner before he got injured, and yes, that's always something that. I always thought it was fascinating in WWE when they had their they had their um the thing going on. I remember like the the interview in the trailer park with his wife. Yes. And Reiner's just sitting there eating crackers. Yes. It's just like why is this great? Why is this great? It shouldn't be this good. But it is. It's a testament to the wrestlers and how great they can be with their character work. Up next we had Mercedes Martinez making her impact wrestling debut. Tasha Steele, Sav- Savannah Evans, and Mercedes Martinez take it on Kimberly, Brandy Lauren, and Lady Frost. Something I'm still need to get you know on board with with Tasha Steele, Savannah Evans, and Mercedes Martinez getting the win. Um. Yep, Christopher Daniels. They're taught uh, back in Impact. Oh my God, this this fucking article sucks. <laughs> Black Toru, Steve Macklin, and P.D. Williams took each other on a three way with Steve Macklin getting the win. Um. We had a learning tree. Mandy Lemons and Ziggy Dice versus Rich Swan and Willie Mack with Rich Swan and Willie Mack getting the win. Ziggy Dice, man, that guy. I love them in him. Um, in NWA. NWA talent that's made his way over to Impact. Love, it. love it. Yeah, exactly. And the main event was a uh, Christian Cage and Josh Alexander taking on Ace Austin and Madman Fulton. Hey, Ace Austin, that guy looks familiar. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> I've seen him before. Um, with the winner obviously being the champion, you know, himself and Josh Alexander. Wow, that sucked. That article was garbage. <laughs> really need to, get, need to get back on the impact train. I really wish, I really wish I had a way to watch it. <sighs> well, don't forget, guys. We will continue covering impact as long as it's there, and as long as we're doing this podcast. Very true, sir. It's not going away. We should be doing the same thing with NWA, but we do not. Valid point, sir. That is valid point. Because we were doing that for a while. I missed watching Power. I, oh man, I felt like a kid. Six oh five. PM. If only if it was on TBS, that would have been perfect because that's how TBS used to do things back in the day. I wouldn't be surprised if you know maybe I don't know they struck up a deal at some point. I that mean, why not? Nice. I mean, uh, who watches network TV anymore? 
Well, it's the only reason I have cable. Oh, that's right, for wrestling. Mm, More pretty, wrestling on TV. It's pretty much my main reason I have still having cable. <laughs> well, you need to hop on the sling train and get back on Impact. I know. I know. Because Twitch. Anyways, <sighs> ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about Friday's episode of Di uh, Dynamite Rampage. Rampage, another solid, solid show. Open it up with CM Punk taking on Daniel Garcia. With two point on the side, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna jump to the side here quickly. So I remember when Everrise was still in NXT, and I felt like they had potential. I feel those guys ruled. Yes, <laughs> they were really good. They were, and we didn't get to see them. However, it's two point and I was I don't usually do this, and I know Scott's been busy and hasn't watched Being the Elite, and I don't know who here listens to this watches Being the Elite. But they they recently won the BTE Championship. And they've been doing these promos. And I had to share it with Scott. I, I, I recorded the video. I, I chopped it over. I sent it. I'm like, Scott, you gotta watch this. You gotta watch this. Both of them are incredible. And even here, they have so much charisma. They are becoming one of my favorite tag teams in the business. Yeah, they the, the, the limited time they had to be active on NXT. They did the best they could with it, and I thought it was great. Uh, they were quickly becoming favorites there. Then when they were released, and they show up here, I was like, oh, hopefully this will just, you know, it'll translate over. And it has, and then some. Um, I do like the fact that Punk called them the Nasty Boys, uh, what was it, Little Brothers? Yep, or yep. Something. Uh, just the jackets that they had, and I just... I didn't catch it at first, and then I was just like, oh my god, that's absolutely perfect. That's accurate. It is very accurate. But this was, this opening bout, and like I said, Daniel Garcia is another one who's come out of nowhere. Um, he's in he's in a lot of Dynamite and Rampage um, events, shows. And man, they put, on a, they put on a great match here. This was a lot of fun. Yes. I'm obviously Punk getting the win. I think we were just... because he had his, he had the pants. He did have the pants, yep. See, Punk with pants is undefeated, just like Lashley with pants. I'm just telling you, that is the ultimate fantasy booked match. Our friends uh, Zach and Riddler over from Back to the Ring, it, they understand. They know They know how this works. <laughs> yep, Punk with pants, Lashley with pants. Maybe if we didn't, maybe if I went with shorts, maybe, you know, my dating life would be a little better. Sam without pants. <laughs> <laughs> Sam without pants, make it a hashtag. So anyway, CM Punk got the win. This is one of those. This is another situation I think we were just talking about where I want to know. <laughs> I think I killed Scott. <laughs> oh, Scott, that exe is broken. <laughs> 404 error. <laughs> CM Punk got the win here. I'm really curious though. Like, again, like with Daniel Bryan, yeah, he lost this 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 eight man tag match, which is gonna happen. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Um. But I'm curious who CM Punk's going to lose his first match to. Yeah, we talked about this early this morning as we were watching Rampage. And I made the suggestion, I think the perfect first loss for Punk in a one-on-one -on -one matchup would be against MJF. <sighs> yeah, there's, there's, if you want somebody, and yeah, he's a heel... But I think with the character MJF is, he deserves to get these... Li he does He does lose still quite a bit, but, like, he's beaten Jericho. Right. 
a million times. He's has he's had the diamond ring twice. Yep. So it just it, beating it, the best in the world. But not even like the match itself. Imagine the promos between these two. Yeah. Oh my. How 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 personal these two can get when it comes to oh my god. I think that alone would be worth the weight in gold. Oh, agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Uh, following that, we had the Lucha Brothers defending the titles, and I didn't even realize the acclaim was the top of the card here. Um, I'll say this, and I know this is one of those teams where I wasn't fond of them at first. I'm really on board with the acclaims, with who they are. In the ring, yes. Yes. I- I'm still not a big fan of their rap- rapping on the way to the ring. It's just, I sometimes think it's- they're, sometimes it's funny, other times, like, to, like last night's, no. I think, obviously, after what happened with Max Caster, he's completely toned it down, which is understandable, but I don't know. It's just... Eh. No, I mean, I think... Part of me thinks it's supposed to be bad on purpose. All right. That's what I look at it. I that, go- all right. That, that's a good way to look at it. I, I didn't look at it that way. Okay. That makes that makes sense. Not everyone's going to be John Cena, the doctor of thug- thugonomics. That's true. Or, like, the Usos in the New Day. <laughs> you know, with their rap battle. That's so... Geez. You know, sometimes just being bad is like, you know, a great way to be a heel. You talk so much shit, but you're not that great there. True. So, that's the way I've looked at it. Okay. Um, and that's why they've grown on me. But obviously, the Lucha Brothers retained. <sighs> Lucha Brothers are going to hold that title for a very long time. They are. And they actually are putting the AAA titles on the line, I believe, next week? I believe we so. Uh, following that, we had, and this is the first time I think I've seen four matches on a one-hour-long Correct, rampage. yeah. I was surprised, too. But, I mean, unfortunately, this next match was a bit of a squash, so it kind of makes sense. Yep, Sky Blue taking on Jade Cargill, another talent who has grown on me, especially, um, what the, Mark Sterling as her... Well, this, this is something like Mark about Mark. There's too many managers out there in the world who almost come off as their, you know, just... Pathetic people with money. That's a great way to look at it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Where I look at Mark Sterling and I go, this guy looks like he could back himself up if he needed to. True, true. You know, there's too, there's too many, and not that I don't like him. Who's, who's, um, oh man, he was, he was the manager on NXT for a while who was mocking Tony Khan. Oh, Robert Stone. Yeah. He's good, but there's a lot of those in the world of wrestling. True, but the, I will say Robert Stone, when he was Robbie E, can can he can wrestle? The man can wrestle. But yeah, I, yeah, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of. I mean, I like what they're trying to do with Robert Stone, but now since Frankie Monet showed up, it's kind of I don't know. He's taking a severe backseat, and I'm not a big fan of that. Yeah, but I know what you're saying. I I, I agree with you. No, he, he doesn't look like a coward. He looks like a man who can back himself up. Right. And, and that's what I like. I need somebody who's... If you're going to be a manager, some people... You need to have your Paul Hammonds. It's true. And your Robbie Heenans. Yep. And your Don Callis's. Even though Don Callis is play... He can play coward, but, you know, he will get his hands dirty when necessary. Mr. Fuji's another good one. Oh, Mr. Fuji. I keep forgetting about him. Captain Lil Albano. Yeah, you know. yeah. Great, great managers. We should have a list of favorite managers one day. Mm. There's, there's that. As much as wrestlers are great, sometimes the managers, sometimes that's what gets these people over. It's true. Maybe an end of year special. Huh. Interesting. Specials, Scott. I like specials. I like specials, specials too. Specials are good. Just like factions and tournaments. That's right. Specials are great. 
<laughs> but we had Sky Blue obviously squash to Jade Cargill. Thunder Rosa came out afterwards. And uh, Bleach, did she come out with a chair? Yeah, she did. Came out with a chair. I'm, I want this feud. I want this to happen. My girl needs to just get the shit out of somebody. Yep. And finally, we had, a, I thought this was a great bout itself, uh, Ricky Starks taking on Brian Cage for the FTW title. Yeah, Philadelphia Street Fights. I want to bring this up because we kind of missed this. So we were driving, no, we're in line to get into the building last night. Yes. We're standing there and we split because there's these two cars, you know, one car's trying to go through the line, goes through because we're going through, the line goes through the parking lot. And then, I don't know what the hell happened. All you hear is a big beep and then you hear, fuck you! <laughs> And everyone's like, oh, okay, there's okay. Our, there's our dark match There's for our the dark night. match for the night. <laughs> it's a legitimate parking lot brawl. There we go. It's the Tuxbury Tussle. <laughs> <laughs> so this was great. This was like a borderline. This was like a hardcore match, essentially. Yeah. Um, I thought everybody looked great here. Uh, Ricky came out on top, obviously retaining. I'd be curious to see what would happen if somebody who wasn't under Team Taz won this belt. I'd be super curious to see what happened. Uh, Doable? I, would, I don't know. I would expect it to happen eventually. Um, I also I have to I have to give props uh, to Ricky Starks for coming out in a full corduroy suit. Yep. I was like, my God, I haven't seen corduroy since the '90s, and the man could pull it off. <laughs> yeah. No. He. he... This is this is again. I will go back to our days of watching NWA Power. He was definitely a talent. You and I really had yes. our eyes set on. Yes. Thunder Rosa was yep. obviously Eddie Kingston already had his you know bout with uh, an Impact, but he was great there. Oh, man, that was just a, that good small period of NWA Power was like flawless, flawless. Yeah. But guys, this has been a great week for wrestling. Don't forget Wednesday this week and the following week. Dynamite is not on the air due to the NHL guy. No, good old hockey is back. If you're into that, um, Saturdays we'll be live tweeting covering Dynamite. Rampage is still on Friday too, which I find interesting. It'll be interesting how this turns out and yeah. how this works. Yeah. Do we have a time? Is it eight o'clock still for Dynamite? Uh, I believe so. I'll have oh. to verify. I can't verify that at the moment, but I believe it is still eight o'clock. Well, as soon as you know, once we verify, guys, just do not forget, as always. Thank you for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Above the Ring. You can find ourselves on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Above the Ring. You can find myself as the SB Official and Scott as Scotty J Stream. Don't forget, back to the ring. Our uh, part semi partners in crime with Ship It Studios. They have a great podcast where they travel back in time and change up matches, matches ups you would like to see. We're kind of working on something with them, Scott, right now. Yes, we are. Uh, a little, a little two part for uh, a, something a very, special. Yeah, something special. We won't, we won't spoil it. We want you guys to listen to it. It's, it's, it's well worth it. But don't forget to follow them too on Twitter at Back to the Ring. Find Ship It Studios on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I don't know if they're on YouTube. They might be. I think they're on YouTube, but they don't put a lot of content on there. Um, we are on all streaming platforms. If there's one you cannot find us on, please let us know. We'll put ourselves on there on your streaming platform. Please make sure you like, share, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review. Tell people why. Above the Ring, Ship It Studios, Back to the Ring on the podcast if you're choosing and why they should listen to all of us as well. Thank you for listening. Scott and I, we're signing off. We will hopefully be back in person within the year. Don't forget to ship it. And as always, Scott, do not forget to join the Bedlam. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. 
And I'm Jason, and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.